Amen. Why don't we just lift our hands right now? Amen. Let's worship the King of kings and the Lord of lords. Greater things are yet to come. Amen. Hallelujah, Jesus. Amen. If you believe that greater things are yet to come, why don't you open your spirit and let God speak that into you right now? Come on, just lift your hands for a moment. Lord, I believe it. Greater things are yet to come. My spirit is open, God. Hallelujah, God, to the leading of your spirit today. Lord, people can be healed right now. Lord, right now, in the name of Jesus, Lord, I pray for those that are sick in body, those that cannot come, Lord, to this service today, God, at their homes right now, visit them. In the name of Jesus, we take authority over every kind of virus and we command those virus to go in Jesus' name. Hallelujah, Jesus. Hallelujah, Jesus. But, but at the same time, God, we know maybe there are people here that are physically well but they are not doing so well emotionally father and i pray right now come on just leave your hands for a moment right now let's pray in the name of jesus god i pray god that you will touch them or that you bring comfort hallelujah jesus god wherever they are at god in their walk with you i pray today they will sense the nearness of your presence that you will comfort them father lord in the name of jesus that you will touch god every broken heart Lord, you will touch every disappointment. Lord, that you will bring courage to the discouraged God. Lord, your word says that your hope never disappoints, God. And I pray right now, come on, just open your spirits for a while right now. Pray in the Holy Ghost. Pray in the Holy Ghost. That's how you open your spirit. That's how you cooperate with the Holy Ghost. I speak God hope. Lord, to the hopeless, I speak courage. Lord, right now, God, Lord, those that are perplexed, God, those that are, there is a peace that will come today. Lord, in the name of Jesus, God, we are so grateful, God, that greater things are yet to come. Father, today, this morning, burst that in our spirits, God. Lord, that you speak a vision so deep, so deep. Lord, that today we just can't help it, Lord, but just, Lord, think about it, God. Lord, right now, meditate upon what you want to do in our lives. You're not done yet, Father. Come on. Can you just lift your hands and say, God, you're not done with me yet. Lord, there is a greater thing, God, that is going to come, Father. There's a greater thing that will come visit our homes, Father. Lord, during this Christmas season, there's a greater that will come. Lord, whatever we do, Jesus, God, that you will draw us to a place, God, of total surrender and trust, Father. Hallelujah, Jesus, God. We are looking to your return soon. And Father, in the midst of all this, God, in the midst of the things that we are dealing with, God, you are God. And Father, today we want to pray, God, we want to lift up, Lord, this nation into your hands right now. We want to pray, Lord, that your hands will continue to be upon all our frontliners. Lord, that your hands, God, will continue to be in this nation. That your hands, God, will continue to lead, Lord, our governing authorities, God, over the things that they need to do, Father, right now. But most importantly, Lord, that your hands, God, Lord, will be upon salvation for all people, Father, right now, in the name of Jesus. Lord, I pray, the song says, God, we can speak the name of Jesus. 
Lord, we speak the name of Jesus over our homes. Come on, can we do that right now? Agree with me today. Lord, we speak the name of Jesus over our homes right now. We speak the name of Jesus over every impossible situation. We speak the name of Jesus, God. Lord, over God. Lord, every crisis, every sickness. But God, your ways are so much higher than you today, God, as we come into your presence. Lord, we are reminded, Lord, through the singing of the songs that you are able. Lord, that you are a God that is able to supply, God, all that we need, Lord. Hallelujah, Jesus. And Father, I pray, God, anoint our head with oil. Come on, if you need your mind to be anointed, just lift up your hands, right? Anoint our heads with oil. Lord, that let it overflow. Father, I say again, let it overflow. I speak, Lord, and I take authority over this spirit of fear. In the name of Jesus, I take authority over this fear. But God, I lose, God. Lord, the spirit of adoption that reminds us, God, that we are your children. Lord, that we can be secure in your presence, that we can be secure in you. Hallelujah, Jesus. Here's what I want you to do today. If, you're, if there's a neighbor on the left and the right, if it's appropriate, just stretch. We're going to pray for them. Amen. I mean, you know, just, just pray right now. Father, today, God, I pray that you be lifted high. Lord, that, 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 that you be lifted high over their situation right now. Lord, that you spoke hope, Lord, right? That you speak hope. That you speak faith. That you speak the miraculous, God, over their lives, God, that they can declare that you are God today, Jesus. Amen. Lord, that you touch everyone that is represented today. Lord, help them understand that they are not alone. But you are always there with them, God. That you are for them. That you are a faithful God. Hallelujah, Jesus, God. In the name of Jesus, in the name of Jesus. Shall we just give God praise? Let's give Him honor. Amen. Amen. You know, sometimes in prayer meeting, I cannot see you agreeing with me. But I want us to agree. There is power in agreement. I say again, there is power in agreement. And I want to pray that, you know, something that's in brewing in my spirit that that somehow or other during this Christmas season I don't know how is it going to be done that God will bring our close one closer to Him Amen whether it's shopping that you're going out to buy present whether it's eating together a meal Amen that something happens when you all come and celebrate that Christmas that you feel the nearness of His presence Father we agree come on lift up your hands let's agree together with me Father we agree Lord, in the name of Jesus, God. Lord, that you will begin to draw all men, Father. No man can come to you unless you draw them. So, Father, God, whatever activities that is planned, whether it's buying a Christmas gift, whether, God, it is celebrating, God, a dinner, God, draw them, Father. Lord, that when people visit our homes, God, they can feel the presence of Jesus Christ. Lord, when we go shopping, you are the greatest gift of all, God. Lord, that we can present them Jesus. Lord, I pray right now, God, that Lord, that you will use whatever activity, though, that we are planning. Lord, our sacrifices before you because we want to do it, God. 
Lord, because of how you've been so good to us. Brother of uh, one of the most famous disciples that Jesus had, Peter. And Andrew and Peter were fishermen from a village in Bethsaida. The Bible actually doesn't tell us a lot about Andrew compared to other more popular disciples or more well-known or vocal disciples. We know that every time we read about Andrew, he would always be mentioned with other disciples, especially his more famous brother, Peter. So you can tell that he was more often than not living in his uh, brother's shadow. And the number of times that you can count Andrew in the Bible is about 12 times. And a lot of times it's mentioned just passing in reference. You know, like somebody did this and Andrew was there, or Andrew said this and Andrew was Peter's brother. But what else do we know about Andrew? Andrew was actually a godly man when we first, which when translated is Peter. So from John 1, we see that Andrew was actually one of the first disciples to be called. And after that, Andrew, what did Andrew do? He started to tell about Jesus already. He started to tell his brother. He went, literally, he went on this, it's like a figurative mountain, right? And said, Jesus is Lord. Come on, Peter. I found the Messiah. I found our Savior. And he's called Jesus. I want to tell you everything about him. And let's look at what exactly loved ones. Okay, and he tell, and he one is his uh, brother Peter, and he told them Jesus is the Messiah. Right. Second one, Andrew, you will see later that he tell uh, about um, he shared about Jesus to those of other age, and then you're going to see what exactly he shared about Jesus. And the last one, Andrew will talk about to share Jesus with people of other cultures, other backgrounds, and we're going to see how how it plays out, you know, in the next few moments. So let's start off with the first group of people. The first mountains, his loved ones. So go to track where you know your loved one is. Not that it was more than that, because when we read the word "find" in the Strong's definition, it means figuratively to perceive. In another definition, Taylor's definition, "find" uh, in the original word, uh, Greek word is called "heurisko." It means to see, learn, discover, and understand. So it wasn't just finding where Peter was, like I can see Brother Weta there and I know where Brother Weta is, so I go up the staircase to find him. It's not only that. I needed to, to know where exactly Brother Weta is to be. Uh, a bit harder to get things in common, you know, and if you have a sibling of a different gender, you will know what I mean. Yeah? So growing up, we weren't really that close. And when I first had the revelation of Jesus, I really had to be sensitive to find out where my sister was. In a way of speech, I needed to build a relationship with her first. I had to, quote-unquote, find her to understand where my sister was. Is she even interested about the Word of God? Is she dealing with some things in her life that I can share about God with? Is she, you know, or is she maybe even holding a grudge or angry with me that whatever I say to her, you know, might not even, you know, have any effect. It will just bounce off like water on duck's back. I needed to build that relationship with her. And as I, as I built that relationship with her, as I talked to her, as I spent time with her, I got to know at one point of time that she began to be more interested about the things of God. How do I knew that? First, of course, I, get, I got to know her. I need to know, you know, what she's doing with her life. Who is she hanging out with? Where she spent her time with? 
And I found out that at that period of time, she was really involved in, in Girls' Brigade. And for y'all who are in Girls' Brigade or Boys' Brigade, you know, you know that they talk about you know, God, Christian stuff, they sing Christian songs, campfire songs and all that. But not only that, she was also getting herself more involved in other you know, uh, uh, Christian organisations, Christian gatherings as well. You know? And, and she, she started to have more questions of who is God? What does it mean to be saved? How do I you know, have a relationship with God? And when she's, we had conversations like this and when I started to find out more about her interests with what she's doing, I realised that maybe now is the time to just share with her about what God has done in Kokor's life and what Kokor has been doing, you know, since you don't know about, much about Kokor. So I began to share a little bit more about what, you know, uh, about the Bible, I began to share with her about my friends in church. I began to share with her about the community that I had, you know, and and the, the people that were well, just a group of people that love God and love and want to follow Him, to just to get her interest up, you know. And I began to share with her what it means to be saved in Acts two thirty eight. What does it mean to have to be to repent, to be baptized in Jesus' name in full immersion? What does it mean to have what is speaking in tongues? You know, I don't even understand all this. You know, my sister would say at that point of time, she has heard about it, but she has no scriptural understanding. And so I began to start to share with her a little bit more. But all this couldn't have been done if she wasn't open with me and wasn't a, you know, listening to what I have to say. I also had to tell her about my testimony of how I had to, you know, earn her trust and I had to continue to do that and help her to see what God has really done in Coco's life. And not only just talk, you know, because your siblings see you 24-7 if you stay with them, they really see the change in you. Whether you have or don't have, you cannot fake one. You can fake people in church because you only see them on Sundays. Now work from home, you don't even see anybody, so you can do a lot, you can fake a lot, you can put on a mask. But with your siblings at home, no such thing. They see through you and they know your every life because they were with you from the day you were born or other way around. So they know how you, you know, act and all that, yeah. And they, yeah, so I had to really mean what I say and say what I mean. And I had to tell her that what God has done for me, you know, you have seen how Coco has screwed up, has messed up, you know, have done really, you know, terrible things and how, you know, I have changed. And not only that, it's not just for me, it's for a God who is reaching out to you, who loves you, who wants to get to know you. And this change is not only for one person, but can be for you as well. So I told her that, I shared my testimony. And so if you don't know what to share, you know, with your sister or your brother or any of your loved ones, some of the things that you can do, what has God done in your life? How are things different now? These are where you can start, Amen. you know, to share about Jesus. And after telling her, I had to, bring her, you know, follow what Andrew did. I had to bring her close to Jesus. How do I do that? I tell her, do you really want to know the Word of God? Do you really want to know Acts 2.38? Do you know how to say safe and what the Word of God says? How creation, how God made the world? There's something called unlocking the Bible. And that's where you will learn everything about, you know, the key points to start your journey, start your start, study your relationship with God. And after this, I can assure you, and that time, that's what I really say. I Put my head down on the chopping board, I tell you 100%. Once you go through it, a lot of the questions that you have about God will be answered. 
And so, she was really big. And she believed me. You know, she didn't think that I was lying to her or trying to sell her something. And she, so she took it up, UTB lesson. And not only that, I had to talk to her about UTB. At that time, was, I think it was called HBS. I also brought her to youth service. I also exposed her to you guys. You know, because Koko cannot do everything, right? And sometimes what Koko say, you know, she might have a barrier, you know, might not listen to what Koko has to say. So I had to ask, I, I, and, and you know, some of you ladies here, you all have extended your hand of friendship to her at that point of time when I brought her, and you all have, you know, showed her what it means, you know, uh, to have a relationship from a female's perspective, and I'm thankful for that. So it wasn't just me doing it. I had to bring other, I had to bring other people like you guys to connect with her. So you see the pattern here, just like Andrew, to find. And then I had to tell. And then I had to bring. Find, tell, bring. So if you are reaching out to your loved ones Amen. this period of time during Christmas, could it be that first, let's build on that relationship with them to get to know them, to find out where your loved ones are at first. Because I can also reassure you, there are many times that I'm, I've met, you know, failures and I messed up when I didn't, when in reaching out to someone that I love, I didn't find out where they were. I jumped the gun. I was very zealous. And immediately, I was shut down. There were disappointments that I had to bear as well. So I knew that finding and building relationship is so important and so critical. And then you are not in this alone. Guys, pray for God to sensitize you, to make you sensitive to His leading and also to be aware of His timing. We have heard so many testimonies over the past few weeks. Like Barakel, your colleague, so many years up to now. Wow, that, that is an inspiration to me as well. But we've got to be sensitive to what God is doing in that person's life and to know the timing of God. You see, re reaching out to our loved ones is really one of the most tricky things to do. But we can learn from how Andrew related to his brother. Like I said just now, and we've read in the scripture, every time Andrew was you know, mentioned, he's always saying, Andrew, Simon Peter's brother. Imagine how would you feel? You know, if I'm saying, you know, if I say uh, my daughter's name, uh, Charity, Isaac's sister. It's as though nobody knows about Charity except through Isaac. And imagine in the Bible some more there. It's like God saying, you know, how come only you are famous because of your brother? In situations like this, you know, when one sibling overshadows the other sibling, what do you get? Jealousy? Resentment? Sibling rivalry? Why can't I be my own person? Why, you know, you have to mention Peter every time you talk about me? No. Andrew didn't say that. We didn't read about him fussing with God over there or saying, you know, can you please write properly? Just say Andrew. Just take up uh, Peter's name. No. Andrew didn't fuss about that. He was just being sensitive to God's leading and God's timing. Amen. And he allowed, he recognized his brother's Peter's gifting. Okay, my brother is more vocal. He's more popular. So be it. You know, I have my gifting. My brother has his gifting. Let him do his thing and I'm going to do my thing. And today, here we are, we are talking about Andrew. So what aspect of Jesus did Andrew share with Peter? Well, he shared this and we sang that Jesus is the Messiah, the one who saves us. This means that you and me, all of us here, we have to be ready to share about this message of God as our Messiah, as our Saviour. And so if He's the Messiah this morning, 
Tabernacle of Joy, I ask you, what's your story? If you go out and say, Jesus is my saviour, somebody will ask you, so how has he saved you? Why has he saved you from? Has he saved you from some hurt, some healing? Has he delivered you from a bad situation? Has he given you direction? You see, there's so many things that if we say God is our saviour, we can start writing down, how has God saved me? You know, in this couple of uh, school holidays, we've been making charity do comp- composition. Every show she watched, she have to do a review, a short sentence review. And, and then I think about it. Hey, you know what? Actually, what she did can be something that we can do as well. When we write our testimony, a short composition, how has God saved me from? doesn't need to be elaborate, right. just need to be real. Because no one can take your testimony away from you. There is a national survey on evangelism in Singapore in April that was done in April to June this year. Close to 1,500 people was, uh, from 17 different churches answered, what is the three most important aspects to create a positive experience when you share Jesus with someone? What's the first three? Number one, building relationship. Amen. You cannot run away from building a relationship. Number two, being real, being authentic. Just be yourself. Be real about what God has done in your life because every one of us gathered here have a story to share and the story is yours to share. It's like your own story that no one else can take away. You are the author. God is the author but you are the one that write down that story and says, this is my story and you, no one else can take that away from me. Number three, willingness to listen. Now these three put together, what does it tell you? That actually when we come together, you know, it's all about finding, building relationship. It's all about bridging that gap, about being that friend or that loved one, about building that tie together. So the rest of it goes like this, you know, um, respond lovingly, you're not going into a debate, meet a need first, then share, be engaging, practice sharing techniques. And that means writing down your testimonies, you know, so that you know when, when immediately there's time to share, ah, I got a testimony to share with you. And last but not least, also have fun in the process. Amen. I have fun my sister sharing about, with her about the things that we did as a group, you know, back in the day, you know, in, in, in that time we were rock. Wow. And, and she loved it. And that made her want to find out more about uh, TJ, find out more about the youths here. And, and you guys have really, you know, been that friend with her. And I'm so thankful for that, that I can share this testimony with everyone today. So let's look at the next mountain that Andrew shared Jesus to. Those of other age groups, people that are not his age at all. And we see that in John 6, 5. Because almost every time we read about Andrew, he's always bringing somebody to God. He's always introducing someone and saying, hey, you want to meet Jesus? Hey, Jesus, there's someone over here. Do you want to meet him? And age was not an issue to Andrew. He never looked at your age and says, ah, you're too young. No. Let's go and read in John 6, 5. Verse 5, he says, When Jesus looked up and saw a great crowd coming toward him, he said to Philip, Where shall we buy bread for these people to eat? They are all very hungry, you know. He asked this only to test him, for he already had in mind what he was going to do. So Philip answered him, Hmm, I think, uh, let me do some calculations here. Uh, we have about you know, 5,000. If everybody eat one bread, there's 5,000 bread. But then some might not be so hungry. And the kids down there, maybe they eat half. So Jesus, it will take more than half a year's wages to buy enough bread for each one to have a bite. 
Another of the disciples, here we go, Andrew, Simon Peter's brother, spoke up. Look, here is a boy with five barley loaves and two small fish. But how far would they go among all these people here? Jesus said, have the people sit down. There was plenty of grass in that place and they sat down. About 5,000 men were there. And Jesus then took the loaves, gave thanks and distributed to those who were seated as much as they wanted. They did the same with the fish. When they had all gathered enough to eat, he said to his disciples, gather the pieces that are left over, let nothing be wasted. So they gathered them and filled them 12 baskets with the pieces of the five barley loaves left over by those who had eaten. After the people saw the sign Jesus performed, they began to say, Surely, this is the prophet who is to come to the world. So Andrew was the one who brought the five small, uh, not five small boy, is the small boy to Jesus when the other disciples were at a loss. This tells me that we need to be willing to share Jesus no matter the person's age, not only to our loved ones, not only in our social circles, but others outside it. Could it be a stranger, an acquaintance, anyone basically? You know, even when they don't seem to have the most potential. If you think about it, five loaves, two fishes, what can it do with 5,000 people? One grown man might not, might just finish it, might not even be enough for one grown man. One more 5,000 people. And so Andrew could have looked at this little boy and say, hey, boy, what can you do? Can you go back or not? Maybe you want to just feed yourself. He didn't say that. He says, look, look at the boy. Maybe we can do something with it. You see, it was just one moment with Jesus that made the difference for 5,000 people. And one man just had to have the courage to stand up and say, look, this is what we have. God, what can you do with it? You see, let's read closer again. And this is where it starts to get even more exciting. In verse 5 to 6, when Jesus looked up and saw a great crowd, he said to Philip, where shall we buy bread to eat? Look at verse 6 where Jesus, he, referring to Jesus, Jesus asked this only to test Philip, for he already had in mind what he was going to do. Jesus don't just ask a question like that and without a solution. He already knew, but he was just testing. What is the answer that is going to come out of your mouth when Jesus asks you the question, what are we going to do? Will you do the calculations like Philip and say that, okay, about this? Or will you say, Jesus, this is what we have and now the stage is yours to do your thing. You see, when Jesus saw what needed to be done, he already knew what was the need. He already knew the solution. He was the solution in that moment. Could it be our part today right now, is just to be like Andrew, to bring what little bit we have to Jesus and says, Lord, I'm, what I have is not much, but what I have with you is more than enough. What I have with you is you, you is miraculous, it's going to be a sign, it's going to be a wonder. And I'm not going to calculate like Philip. I'm not going to say, you know, uh, uh, it's going to be this. Because you see, when Philip did his calculations, there was no response from Jesus at all. Jesus did not respond to the calculation, to the overthinking, to that, you know, to that, that, that number. Jesus responded to faith. Jesus responded to the little bit that Andrew brought, that the boy had to him. So, this shows me that God is the God of miracles 
and He can multiply, He can provide, and He can enlarge the little things that we have in life. It's just whether we choose to go to Him or we say, we take the, the issue away from God. You know, sometimes I want to control a situation, so I take the issue away from God and say, I calculate. Let me calculate my finances and see whether it works out or not. No. That's, that's me taking control. That's not me giving, giving things to God. That's not me giving to God and says, Lord, whatever I have, this is for you. And in the context of right now, in, the, in this message about sharing about Jesus, let me share with you this thing which is so important. All of us here at this moment, we are, most of us are working from home. You don't get to spend time with your family members as much as you do because now there are restrictions as well, gathering limited to five visitors. You also don't get to spend much time in the office to share, you know, last time in, in office we used to have caroling in office as well. Now there's no such thing. You can't even go out to carol. And, and so a lot of times you can have this mentality. It says, Lord, there's all so little things I can do. Leh. There's not much I can do. In fact, I can only meet five people at every time. What can I do with five people? How about changing that mindset? Lord, with these five people, it may be small and insignificant in my eyes, but could it be just like that five loaves and two fishes? These five people I meet, you can multiply it. You can multiply the time that I have with them. You can multiply, you can make that agenda of every gathering that I have with these five people. So, so everything about you, you can use this for your glory. Even if it's significant, insignificant to the world, even if it's something that's small, even if my, my meeting with people right now is not in office, but with you know the, the HDB cleaner or just with my neighbor, hi bye. Lord, you can use all these small little conversations in my life right now. These small little conversations to multiply it, to make it, to make it your agenda, to make a way that you will be glorified. Amen. So don't overthink. Tabernacle of joy. Don't, don't start to calculate, oh, there's not much I can do uh, right now. We are all locked down more. You know, we, yeah, the measure, measures are opening up, but it's not good enough. We used to have big gatherings and all that. Could it be that the big gatherings are changed to small gatherings right now so God can be glorified? Because that's where conversations can get richer, can get deeper, can get be more and more of Jesus rather than just hi, bye, how are you? And that's it already. No, maybe God is making that so that our conversations can be about, do you know what about Christmas? Instead of hi, bye, and how are you? In a big gathering, conversations can be so much more, can be a time where you can share what God has done for me in my life. Can it be a time where I can go, use this time and find, build relationships? I can tell what God has done for me this year. God has, you know, kept me safe. God has saved, have healed my family members. Could it be that? Just saying, to bring these small little encounters in your life this month, this season, bring them to God and say, Lord, what little I have, use it for your glory. What little people that I'm meeting there, compared to last time, use it for your purpose. Come on, why don't we just pray that? Why don't we just ask God right now? I don't know what meetings that you guys have, have uh, planned, but I know that y'all have many small gatherings that are coming up. Why don't you just take this chance right now? Even if you're at home right now, to just lift you up to God and say, Jesus, whatever small gatherings that I have in the next few weeks with that five people, you can turn it around for your glory you can give creativity Lord to share a word you can help me Lord God to plan out the process help me to be sensitive to the leading of your spirit in every conversation in everything that I'm going to share with my loved ones or my colleagues or my friends Jesus I ask you be in our midst Lord God in every gathering Lord God just like that boy with five loaves and two, two fishes it may be small in the world's eyes but you can multiply you can enlarge them you can have your way you can step in 
into every situation. I'm not going to overthink, Lord God. I'm not going to think so much about, you know, what to do, what to plan, but I'm going to give it all to you. I'm going to give it all, all my gatherings, all my plans, and all my schedule to you in Jesus' name. In Jesus' name. Why don't you just give God praise? Lord, we praise you that the measures are opening up for us together. But Lord, we want to do this with you. And all of God's people say, Amen. Amen. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Lord. We move on to the last mountain. Not the least, but the last one. Other cultures. We see that in John 12. I'm going to read that if you turn to me to John 12, 20. Now there were some Greeks among those who went up to worship at the festival. They came to Philip, who was from Bethsaida in Galilee, with a request. Sir, they said, we would like to see Jesus. Peter went to tell Andrew, Andrew and Peter in turn. Sorry, uh, Philip went to tell Andrew. Andrew and Philip in turn told Jesus. It's very interesting. It tells us the Greeks uh, went to ask Philip okay, for Jesus. And let me give you the context at that point of time. The Greeks and the Jews, they don't really mix around, they don't respect each other, you know, there's uh, some kind, it's not like in Singapore, right, where we mix around with people of different backgrounds. But at that point in time, it was, it was almost scandalous for a Greek to, you know, uh, mix around with a Jew or a Jew to get in close contact with Greeks. Why? Because, you know, they have their own circle. And so now to have these Greeks come to ask Jews to meet Peter, it was almost unheard of at that point of time. Imagine the audacity if you are a Jew and someone else and you never have contact with this group of people from another culture and they want to meet Jesus. Wow! You want to meet Jesus. Why don't you just do your own thing and don't come near to us? We are Jews, you know. You are Greeks. Eh? We, are, we cannot we break up one, you know. We cannot come together. We cannot mix around one, you know. Andrew could have said, nah, don't want. Or get a queue number. But you see, from what we read, he was willing to introduce the Greeks to Jesus. This shows us a picture that not to limit anyone to come to God. It is for everyone. It is for the Chinese, the Indians, the Malays, whoever is interested, the young, the old, the rich, the poor, and everyone in between. If you want to know about Jesus, we're not going to stop you. We're going to share with you the hope that we have in him. But you see how it was done was also very interesting. And I'm going to let's relook the scriptures again to see how it was done. This man asked Philip. Yeah, Philip, Philip, huh? Philip didn't bring them to Jesus. Eh? It was like this man asked me, and I don't I never introduced them to Jesus. I said, Why don't you talk to Brother Shang? You know, Brother Shang can tell you about Jesus better than me. Let Brother Shang introduce you to Jesus. It was like that. Almost like that. But no, when Philip heard about this, this request from the Greeks, he told Andrew and both of them. Everyone say both. both. It wasn't just one person. Both of them, there was a buddy system. There was a partnership between Philip and Andrew to bring Jesus to these people to Jesus. Can you find a buddy when you are reaching out, when you are sharing about Jesus? Can that buddy can be your spouse? Can be your care group member? Can be your sibling? Right? Can be your loved ones. How do we do that? Let's look at the scripture. All you got to do, number one, be available. Philip went to tell Andrew. And then, not only is Andrew available, he's supportive. 
Andrew could have called Philip, hey, go do yourself lah. Why you every time come and catch me? Why you ask me for what? You don't know Jesus, man? You also, have, you also know him, right? You got his number, you got his WhatsApp. Why don't you just find him yourself? No. Andrew said, okay, let's do it together, buddy. Yeah. And they went together, support one another. And then both of them went to tell, to, to tell Jesus. Now we do that in prayer. Can we buddy up with someone to pray? Lord, my brother is reaching out to his colleague, his sibling. Lord, I want to pray together with him. We want to cover this in prayer. And we do that. We do that every prayer meeting as well, where we buddy up with each other in prayer, to pray a covering over every, you know, every gatherings that is going to happen. See, because the most effective aspect of outreach usually take place on a one-on-one setting, in an individual setting. i give you an example again in my life. Some of you may know her, Auntie Tintin. She is uh, actually my parents' uh, domestic help. She's from Myanmar. And she was from a different uh, background growing up. Uh, so she wasn't a Christian growing up. And I didn't reach or didn't share Jesus to Auntie Tintin by myself. I had a buddy. Guess who my buddy was? My sister. Just now I told you guys about my sister, right? After she got the revelation of Jesus, I got a buddy. I got a buddy now and my buddy is called Perlin Low. And so I didn't have to do it by myself. So my buddy and I had to share together and we prayed together. We had to together now find where Auntie Tintin was. What does she know about God growing up? Does she have any questions about where we come from and where we are going after that? Now I got my buddy to help ask the questions also. <laughs> and then after that, my buddy and I share about Jesus. Have you heard about Jesus? Have you heard of the Bible? And then my buddy and I partnered together to bring Auntie Tintin to meet you guys, to reach out to her, bring her to, into a presence of God where they, all of us gathered, you know, together. And so you see the pattern once again, find, tell, bring. And this time around, I have a buddy with me to do it together. So what aspect of Jesus did Andrew show? That Jesus wants to have a relationship Jesus would never say no or take a cue number and never ever reject every, any request to meet Jesus. We will be that bridge to connect and we can buddy up with someone to do it. Amen. So, after saying so much, in conclusion, I want to tell you a little bit more about Andrew and why Andrew really spoke to my life or when reading about him. You know, I love to do character studies. Yeah. And, and Andrew was so cool because as far as I know, Andrew is like you, is like me. Andrew has never written an epistle. You will never find a book of Andrew in the Bible. You will never hear about him yeah. going up and preaching like his brother to a multitude and says, look, our hope of glory is Jesus. No, Andrew did his thing one-on-one setting in a, in a friendship with his friends or with his loved ones. Just like you and me. And he was not mentioned in the book of Acts. His example is that our life with Jesus can be done behind the scenes, one-on-one settings, across age group, across cultures. And the Bible doesn't record what happened to Andrew, you know. You will never find what happened to Andrew after the book of Acts, after the day of Pentecost. You know, history puts it that Andrew, you know, took the gospel to Russia and he was crucified after that in Greece. And after a lifetime of serving Jesus, Did he give up? Did he get disappointed? Did he get, I don't know, offended? Nope. It was said that while he was crucified, Andrew 
was still exalting people and telling them about the goodness of God, telling them about Jesus, telling them, hey, you know what? We still have a Savior and His name is Jesus. And He died doing what He loved to do, which is about sharing that message of hope, that message of peace, that message that Jesus is our Messiah, that Jesus wants to have a relationship with you, that Jesus can, can be that provider to every need that you have, that He's the God of miracles, signs, and wonders. And He's that hope of glory that we are talking about this morning. So I'd like to invite everyone to stand with me as I come to a close. And as we come to a close also of this year in 2021, I encourage all of you here and you who is tuning in online to go tally on the mountains. Be a bit like Andrew. Without Andrew, there wouldn't be an Apostle Peter. The next person that you share your story with could be the next Apostle Peter. Amen. Don't ever dismiss and think, ah, you know, he's too young or he's too old or he's, he wouldn't believe because Andrew didn't think about that. He didn't overcalculate, didn't overthink. He just shared, okay, Lord, what little, you know, things that I have, I'm going to give it all to you. And, if, you. If, and, and be available. You know, if there is someone that wants to partner you, you know, and says, I have a gathering. There's five people. Can you be one of the five people to help me connect? Be available to your brother and your sister who's organizing that gathering and says, okay, you can invite me. Okay, I'm saying now, you can invite me. You can invite me here. I will, I will be more than happy to join your gathering, you know, and, and, and meet your friends as well to be that bridge between God and between men. And in closing, I want to share something with you guys. Uh, I found this in my wallet. Don't know, Pastor, whether you remember this or not. Ten people I'm reaching. Pray and reach. I think this one is more than maybe ten, about 10 years ago already. And in this prayer, I remember Pastor, will, he will give us this and he will ask us to write down 10 people. I don't know whether you guys still have it, but if you have it, maybe it's time to pull out a card like this and look at the, the list and see, wow, could, are there new names inside that I can put in? Or are there names that I can celebrate with God to thank God for He has stepped into that situation? I can tell you, honestly, in this list, there are people, there's one name inside that's, that's in service, that's serving. I, I'm not going to say his name, but there's one inside. But there are people that also, just being real, I forget who are they already. I wrote down these names and then after that, life goes on and I'm like, who is this guy, Andy? Who are you? Where, where I meet you from? I don't know who are you, Andy. But wherever you are, I hope you know you find God. <laughs> and yet, then the rest of them are still work in progress are still people that I'm praying for that I'm still reaching out and if, if that is in your mind as well and you can re relate to that these are the people guys that God is putting on your minds into your hearts this day and the reality of it is sometimes it's a work in progress but never discount one moment why don't we just take this moment to just pray and just use this chance to say Lord whatever names that you might have given me this morning whatever names that, uh, that you might have given me this time Lord we ask for, that, for, for you to open up the, the schedules Lord God to open up the time Lord I don't want to discount the things that you can do in these people's life I don't want to think too much about it Lord God but Father I want to bring you every name. It might be insignificant in the world's eyes. Maybe it's just one person, but Lord, with one person, that person can be the Apostle Peter. That person can open up new, new communities and new groups. And Lord, I want to make use of this season in December where people are more open, where the measures are more open to, for you to step into every situation. I want to be available. I want to support
support my brother and my sister and, and everyone that might be making plans right now. Lord, I want to be available with them. Maybe not physically, but Lord, in prayer as well, in support with them. So Jesus, Lord, I lift this up all to you. And Lord, I know that every moment with you is not wasted. In Jesus' name, Father Lord God, in Jesus' name, Lord, I want to take every chance, Lord God, in the name of Jesus. Father, have your way and do your will. Lord, Father, I know that in December, Lord, we, 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 we want to sing and we want to just enjoy and want to party and all that and all this is good. But Lord, we also want to recognize your agenda in this. So Father, we pray, Lord God, as we plan, Lord God, we decrease. Maybe we decrease, Lord God, in our agenda and our planning. And we ask for your agenda to increase in our gatherings. We ask of your presence to increase in our gatherings. We ask, Lord God, of your will, Lord God, and your purpose to increase in our gatherings, Lord God. Lord, help us, Lord God, to recognize that sen- and be sensitive, oh Lord God, to the leading of your spirit, Lord God. Help us, Lord God, in the name of Jesus. Help us in our own way to tell on the mountains that you are our Messiah, Lord God. Help us, Lord God, in our own way, Lord God. Father, to take that step of faith, Lord, in the name of Jesus. Have your way. Do your will, Lord God. In Jesus' name, Lord, we pray. Thank you for that wonderful word. Amen. Here's what I want to do. You know, I'm going to say this, that uh, Christmas is a very powerful time for prodigals to come back. I, I, because of the songs. You can't help it. Everywhere you go, go tell it out of my joy to the world. You know, I, 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 I prayed a simple prayer during Christmas time. I remember I went party with my friends and after that, no more MRT. Okay, then I have to walk home. And all these are meaningless. After the party is over, I remember walking back and saying, what's the meaning of life? I'm broke now. Happy birthday, Jesus. That was the first prayer I sincerely prayed to God. Because we are have, ironically, we are having a party, but the party wasn't about Jesus. The party is about getting intoxicated and, and there comes a place where people can get, come to an end to that. And they start to remember the song that they sang in Sunday school. Joy to the world. And then I, I, I just hummed joy and a tears was running down my cheek. But I don't have joy. I'm frustrated. I'm lost. You know, and, 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 and I, I want us to pray. But, but, but before that, I, I'm also wanting you to understand, you know, uh, uh, Ryan just talked about how we should tell to the mountain. And do you not know that mountains create good echoes. You know, some men dilemma, okay? This is some men dilemma, okay? I was talking to Brother Glenn. I said, last time no PA system, how? Ah? 3,000 people can hear the gospel. Eh? <laughs> can hear Jesus talk. Have you ever thought about that? 3,000 people. Eh? No PA system. The front all the way to the back can hear. Eh? How? So, you know, we sat down and Brother Glenn explained it. There are many theories to that. One of the theories is that they go high up to the mountain, a position, they find a position where the, when the wind blows, travel, sound travel. And then he will find a position that is sharp like a natural megaphone. Okay? Uh, in fact, I thought it was crazy. 
until if you go Disney World, there is an auditorium that has no PA system. It's a choir that sings. No altered version. And they were standing in the choir and there was this shape like this. It comes out natural sound. So, you know, I, I come to think about it, right? Okay, our voice in this last days got to be amplified. If there's a voice of influence, it has to be us. Come on, everybody say praise the Lord. And God is wanting to bring echo around the world about this glorious gospel. And there are seasons that we will position ourselves. Amen. Like what, what uh, uh, you, you want to perceive whether it is the right time to share or not. You know, uh, 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 you will hear, you know, uh, uh, creative ways to do it. You know, I, I, I was very intrigued because there's one individual in this church did something really special. Okay, I'm going to single this person out, but I thought it was really cool. Yong En, you did your podcast. And he did a podcast to those people that cannot understand English, and she did it because of her grandma. Because, you know, they don't open the book up and read. Okay, they say, oh, I'm very tired, my eyes are very tired. So she decided to do a Chinese podcast. Eh? You know, and, and it amplifies. Uh, folks, I don't know, you know, some people want to broadcast themselves and sing. But she, she decided, no, I'm going to teach a Bible study in Mandarin, right? Mandarin, in a simple way, you want to download the podcast, go follow her. I mean, how, how, how she just want to feel a need if, I have a grandma that cannot hear the gospel. There'll be somebody's grandma that needs to hear. You see, what I'm trying to say here is that she took whatever need that she has, put it in. I don't know whether you buy a microphone. I don't know whether you test. Hello, hello, hello. You know, you know whatever. She use a phone. You know, I mean, you can just wait for the, someone else to do it or you can do something. You know, and that's what Jesus is talking about. Jesus, I give you this podcast. <laughs> I'm teaching my ama, but in the, in, in, the, in the area I'm teaching my ama, I also, someone can use this to teach ama. You, you, you see what I'm saying? You, what I'm trying to say, you are positioning yourself to a place of influence. You know, and, and I've realized something that, 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 you know, every generation has a way to communicate. A different lingo. I'm finding this hard. If I don't change my lingo, I will not reach the next generation. Cannot say last time, uh, last time. When you say last time, last time, uh, they shut down. Right? <laughs> okay. So, you know, what I'm trying to say here today is people, you know, position yourself to a place where you can communicate the gospel, influence. Spiritual battles are won by influence. Okay, and, and, and God's going to give us the anointing. God's going to give us the, 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 the one, two, most importantly. And this voice will echo out. Of course, you know, we got to find that position. We got to find our, Andrew, uh, our Peter. You know, uh, something that hit me so hard. You know, uh, in fact, it was Abby that told me this. <laughs> you know, that, you know, Sunday school, when you're teaching Sunday school, Tiny Thoughts. They don't remember the story of the Bible. They remember the ske skits. Is it the skits? Oh, in this episode, what happened? Uh, and what did I share the story? He said, uh, I don't know, but I know God's Spider-Man. <laughs> you know, they say, all I know is there was a Spider-Man. Folks, let me say this. Uh, if Spider-Man can win a child, 
to the gospel, use it. Amen. I, I'm, I'm saying this, you know, you can use whatever mascot. <laughs> if, if, if Santa Claus can share the gospel, use Santa Claus. <laughs> you know, whatever way that, 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 you know, this is a time where we are going to get collective and then really excited. I don't know whether you all know this. Uh, Brother Sam has an opening, I think, to Chichia, right? You know, uh, uh, they are going to, uh, 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 what do you call that? Student care center. There are 75 students there, you know, open to the gospel. And, and, the, uh, and, and, and one of the principal, right, Chijia, if correct me, I'm wrong, is in your UTV right now. Okay? And she's very open in the stage. Do whatever, help. I mean, according to Brother Sam, say they are wanting, hey, I know we are a church, but we don't have the means to share the gospel with them, but can you, your church, do it? When we saw that opportunity, it's a time for us to be what, telling the mountain, right? Yeah. <laughs> no, and, 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 and we jump. We don't know what's going to happen. But, but what I'm more concerned is the follow-up. You know, would they allow us to have a program every week to have UTV with our young kids? They are writing a letter and I want us to pray. Yeah. You know, uh, that God will open that opportunity. Uh, you know, uh, uh, if you want to help we still need drivers because we want to drive goodie bags to the state, the, 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 all these three uh, centers, you know, that we are still looking for people that just on the 21st, just drop some goodie bags. There are five volunteers in all this station and then we're going to do a, wow, this is a satellite broadcast, okay, upon all these three stations, okay? So we're going to ask God to bless our personal endeavor, and bless whatever outreaches out there. Okay, I, I, I used to love it, Sister uh, Eunice and Brother Jeremy, to come to your house. I don't know how you're going to do it this year. I don't know, but you know, uh, last time on the 24th, we all love caroling, okay? But now cannot, I don't know. So what, what I've got, I, I, I want to share with you, if you all want the words of a song, and then, you know, you want to play on your TV and do online, I don't know what is it. Come look for me, I have videos. Okay, I want to help you make this work out. And tonight, everybody say tonight. There is a series, I don't know whether you've been following, it's called The Chosen. Okay, tonight, they're going to be broadcasting the Christmas message. I cannot tell you whether it's good or bad, I haven't seen it, but only tonight we will know. Uh, it's online, you download this app called The Chosen. Okay, The Chosen. Secondly, get ready with your Born Again app. Amen. Uh, by the way, some of you do not know this. The Born Again app is uh, designed for iPad as well, so you can screen share on your LCD screen. Okay, if the time comes when people are ready to hear the gospel. Okay, how many of you have downloaded Born Again app? Raise your hands. Come on, just download in faith. You never know what's going to happen. Okay, we are currently in the midst of making it available in other languages. Everybody say praise God. So, you know, all this I'm telling you is that what a wonderful opportunity. And let me help you understand something about when I flow into the vein of God's mission, I become alive. You know, I, I don't know about you, but you know, when I share my testimony, suddenly God anoints me and there's an overflow. <laughs> And I feel energized again because I'm reminded of that hope. 
you know, this event, you know what, if your, 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 your walk with God is stale, stale, could it be? There is no flow. You have become a reservoir and you're not a stream. The Bible talks about a living stream that flows. Amen. And, and, and I'm, I'm going to encourage you, this Christmas, God's going to revitalize when you step into that flow. You know, Sister Weir, when you step into that flow, she come back home. <laughs> so excited. <laughs> oh, God is doing something. God is doing something. Sometimes we think that the flow is coming to church. Sometimes the flow is really becoming a, a channel of blessing. And that's where you see the power of God move. Amen. Everybody say praise God. You know, how many of you want to answer Jesus' prayer? Jesus prayed, no. He prayed that for laborers. Amen. I don't know about you, but He's actually praying for us. <laughs> Amen. So why don't we just leave our hands all over this place. Let's join in together with me. Let's pray. Father, in the name of Jesus, Lord, we ask God that you use us, God, as a, as a channel of blessing. Father, in the name of Jesus, God, I pray for creativity. I pray, God, that the people of God, Lord, will find a way, God, to do what they know to do to share the good news. Lord, whether it's an opening their homes out for dinner, whether it's opening their homes, God, I pray, God, that somehow or other, Lord, that you help us turn it into a spiritual conversation. Lord, that we will remind them about the goodness of God. That we remind them about, Lord, and share, Lord, the, our testimonies, God, about you, Father. Lord, of the different dimensions, God. And, and I pray, God, that, Lord, you will help us during this period of time. We agree, Lord, that we need to find that Andrew. We agree, God, that there may be somebody out there, Lord, that we can reach, Lord, whether in the areas of uh, 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 storytelling, God, in the areas of our illustration, Lord, use it, Lord, to remind people, God, that you love them. So, Father, I pray right now in the name of Jesus, God. Lord, I pray for miracle signs and wonders. Come on, lift up your hands right now. I pray for miracle signs and wonders. Lord, I pray, God, that, Lord, as the word is going forth in sharing, Lord, that, that, that you pour out your spirit, oh God. That, Lord, that you will confirm your word with miracle signs and wonder that there'll be opportunity to pray for somebody. There'll be opportunity to lay hands on the sick, God, and pray for them and they shall recover. Lord, that relationship will be a, there'll, there'll be a turn in all relationships, God. So, Father, in the name of Jesus, God, use us, God, and we thank you for this wonderful opportunity to be your ambassadors, God, of all the person that you choose, you choose us, God. So, Lord, we also agree, God, with this outreach that we are doing in, uh, in this New Life Care Center, God. Lord, I'm asking, God, there are parents, Lord, that are lost dealing with their, their children, and they want their children to be in the right place, God. And I pray, God, that you will help us. I pray, God, that you help us reach them in the name of Jesus Lord, I ask all this, God, right now, God, that whatever endeavor, God, that we do, God, that you bless it. And Lord, that you use it, God. And we pray for prodigals to come home, Father. Lord, I pray, God, that you remind them with that song, God. Lord, maybe, Lord, we cannot reach them through the preaching of the Word of God. But Lord, you use every song that they hear on the radio to draw them back to you, Jesus. Lord, to give them memories of the good news, God. 
memories of you, Jesus Christ. Hallelujah. Father, again, Lord, we commit all our effort of evangelism into your hands. In Jesus' name and all God's people say, Amen. Come on, let's, let's thank God for this wonderful opportunity for us to share the good news. Amen. Thank you, Brian. Didn't he do an incredible job? Amen. Thank you for reminding about the urgency. God bless every one of you. We'll see you next week. We'll be celebrating Christmas earlier, 19. Okay? Because uh, bo Boxing Day is too late already. Uh -huh. So 19, if you want to invite your friends, please let us know earlier in advance so we can make room. Okay? Uh, it is so crucial for you to register. Okay? So next week, 19 of December, we'll be celebrating Christmas in an earlier, you know, uh, fashion, okay? Uh, yes, we do, are going to be singing a bit of Christmas carols. A bit, right? Ah, there'll be a Christmas song. Okay, it was, was meant to be a surprise. I'm sorry I broke it. Okay. God bless every one of you. Thank you for coming. Amen.